HH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calaboo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people... Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week's musical guest on KB Cabaret is the show's own creator and star, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, my husband and I have been married for two years. We're both in our mid-twenties. He's the man of my dreams, a good provider, has a great personality, and tries to be romantic in every way. We would like to have a child, but in the last year I cannot seem to raise his flagpole, if you know what I mean. We've gone to specialists, been tested, and it seems he has a low testosterone level. I've read that adding cayenne or chili peppers to a man's diet will increase hormone levels and raise his chances to perform. We believe in natural remedies first before trying anything else. What do you think? Signed, Down and Out. Dear Down, how delightful. Having a child is a blessed event. Those rose-colored cheeks, those little hands, the innocence of youth. I love all of my 15 legitimate white American grandbabies. Funny how real men in my day did not have any problems standing up to their responsibilities. In my day, when we wanted children, boom, there they were. No questions asked, no rubber raincoats, no uppers, downers, voodoo, or have an apple. Hot peppers, my dear, really? I assume you read this in some Mexican magazine or Cajun ad trying to push their produce. 
Let me tell you, dear, the only spice you need in the bedroom is you. Start by prettying up. My assumption is that you're not trying hard enough. Perhaps take a bath, shave your legs, put on a little makeup. Try losing some weight, maybe. After all, not taking care of Miss Puss is probably the reason you married so late in life. Spice yourself up, not the inner libido of your man. That is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. He probably has no testosterone problem when it comes to his secretaries, dear. If you have the urge to use chili peppers in the bedroom, why don't you put it on your loofah sponge, dear, and lather up? Then maybe you'll see how foolish, nonsensical, ludicrous, and dim-witted your idea is. Thank you for writing, honey. Have a nice day. Granny Ada. And thank you, Granny Ada. And now, two men we found on the streets claiming they could do one-liners. Monty and Carrie. You want to hear a good cop joke? Watch it, bub. I'm a cop. Uh, okay, then. I'll tell it to you a little slower, then. I think our son-in-law married Alice for her money. Well, Monte, look on the bright side. What are you talking about, Carrie? What bright side? He's not as dumb as he looks. <laughs> I got a problem, Carrie. Well, what's the problem, Monty? Well, I'm currently dating two women, Debbie and Jane. Yeah? I gotta choose. You mean, uh, like, who's gonna be the lucky one? Yeah, I'm thinking of marrying Jane. Well, so there's your answer. <laughs> Debbie's the lucky one. Yoo-hoo! Are you home, sweetie? We're on Arabula. Come on over. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for my neighbor and Parlor City's best-kept culinary secret, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, that's so sweet of you, honey. You're embarrassing me. I didn't mean to, but you have to admit you make the best casseroles and cakes in town. Why, your layered lamb and potatoes were out of this world, and your baked Alaska was off the charts. I can still taste them in my dreams. One of these days, Beulah, I like those recipes. Well, I love you for saying that, honey. But some recipes are meant to be kept as family secrets, handed down from generation to generation in the Deschamps family. But I did come over to show your guests how to make something that has been a favorite with my husband, Leon, when he's off on the road and at home. Oh, my taste buds are tingling. What do you propose? My recipe for Tennessee bourbon pecan pie. Oh, Beulah, that sounds marvelous. Now, I had your people bring in all the makings for the pie, and I thought maybe you could help me. Oh, I'd love to. Here's your apron, sweetie. Wash your hands, and I'll get out the starter. The starter? Mmm. The best Tennessee bourbon money can buy this side of the city. Oh, well, I... I got two shots, two shot glasses, one for me and one for um, you. Um, I can't drink bourbon during the show, Beulah. Well, never you mind, then. Uh, well, here's to you. Mm. 
Mmm, 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 smooth. That'll do nicely, yes, indeedy. Now we can get started. We'll take one quarter cup of pecans, a good handful, and place them in a pot of nice melted butter. And a pinch of salt. We'll put those lovelies on low heat until they brown for about two minutes. Beautiful! And you can smell the nutty aroma and the savory melted butter. Mmm, mmm. Mmm, mmm. A little more of this beautiful elixir to get this chef in the mood. Ah. Mm. Now, let's get the old dough paddle out for the scrumptious crusty crust. <laughs> this pie requires a buttermilk crust, giving the dough that distinct pecan flavor for our pecan tea pie. <laughs> oh, that uh, Beulah, don't you think that maybe you should not drink... Uh, Beulah... That is so smooth. Oh, dearie pie, sweetie, the pecans are, are roasted. Oh, set it aside to cool. Now, uh, where, where, where were we? The crust? Oh, oh yes. Oh, silly me. I would take one and one quarter cup of all-purpose flour, two lovely teaspoons of sugar, and drop it right here in this little old mixing bowl. Right there, yes. Mm-hmm. Now add a quarter cup of cold butter and a quarter shortening and pulse, pulse until they resemble crumbly crumblers. You know what they say about a cold hand and a warm heart for crusts, dear. Let me just warm up my heart here. Uh, Beulah, maybe you should slow down a bit uh, with the bird. Slow down, honey, sweetie pie. Cold hands, warm heart. And add three to four tablespoons of buttermilk. Uh, I'm sorry? Buttermilk in the crust until it forms a ball. A ball of fun, fun, fun dough. And then plasticity plastic. To refrigerate a toast to the crust. Oh, so um, smooth. Beulah. Beulah. Oh, yes, dear. I know. I know. You just watching the filling with my Tennessee friend here. Let's mixy mix it. For a cup of this sweetness in this nice bowly bowl here. <laughs> a quarter cup for your bowly bowl and a quarter cup for me. Oh, so smooth. Beulah! Beulah! Oh, my gosh! She's passed out. Guys! Guys, help me get her off the set. <clears throat> well, I, I'd like to thank Beulah Deschamps for leaving us on a high note. And to be fair, we will have all our recipes on our website on kbcabaret.com. That's kbk. A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. The next selection I would like to introduce myself. It's called Flickers of Light. This particular song is very close to my heart. I hope you all enjoy it. I've been going round in circles 
back and forth in no direction, up and down in all my memories. There are times that I remember going forth and finding my way. What was there that I had long ago? Why can't I just turn around? Where is my next journey? When do I get my rewards? When do I come home? I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction, up and down in all my memories. I just turn around Where is my next journey? When do I get my rewards? When do I come home? I've been going round in circles Back and forth in no direction Tell me when I'll find my way back home Faces by John Samuel Heasley Today there is a meeting. Shall I wear my business face? I might need it a little tighter than usual. You know, just in case. Later, I'll be putting on the friendly one. Helps me to relax and to forget how my day might turn around. Although, that hasn't happened yet. I do like to wear my happy face. I'm afraid, though, it's worn a bit too thin. It's the one I keep in my pocket, should I need it. Other people are used to seeing it time and time again. Last night, I didn't wear my happy face. In fact, I left it at home. I threw it in a room I rarely go, in a corner, safe, but all alone. Underneath my happy face, a face that's always there. I've found it under all my other faces, too. My sad old face is everywhere. I get lost so easily just wondering what face to show. They're getting all mixed up of late. What face to wear or who I am? Not quite sure I know. My happy face is somehow to blame, I'm sure. And I'm not sure now what to do. Maybe I'll leave it in that room, in that corner. Problem is, I think I'm in there too. And now, a word from our sponsor, On The Spot. Sweet. First trip with my new GPS app. Just a quick setup and I'm off to the beach. Welcome to the new On The Spot GPS phone app. Please state your name. My name is Michael. Now, choose the personality type for your GPS. Please choose male or female voice. Ooh, uh... Female, please. Now, 
choose language and accent. Keep English, please, and what accent? Well, Irish women are sexy. I choose Irish. Thank you. Setup is now complete. Enjoy your new GPS app. Good morning, Michael. Where can I take you today? My goodness. Well, I'd like to go to the beach. Do you have a name? Yes, it's Fiona. What beach and where is it, Michael? Oh, it's uh, Seaview Beach on Ocean Ave. Wait a moment while I calculate the best route, Michael. Sure, no problem. Anything yet? Hold on, Michael. Sorry, Fiona. Apology accepted. There now, Michael. I've got the whole thing planned. Turn right out of your driveway and proceed down Beach Street for two miles. Okay, Fiona. Here we go. Michael, do you want a route that avoids the tolls? No, I don't mind paying the tolls. <laughs> well, you spend your money in whatever foolish way you want. I will recalculate the route. What? Excuse me, Michael. Do I interrupt you when you are thinking of ways to waste money? I'm calculating here. Left turn! Oh! That was abrupt. Uh, I'm only saying I, I don't mind paying the tolls if it gets me there quicker. Oh, so now I am abrupt. And I'm not capable of finding a route that is quick and inexpensive. Is that what you're saying, Michael? Right turn! Oh, my God! Don't take the Lord's name in vain, Michael. I'm sure you're very capable, Fiona. I just want to go to the beach. You tell me the way, way you think best. Good. That is the only intelligent thing you've said so far. Left turn, no! <laughs> no, Michael. Your other left, you great idiot. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're obviously stone deaf. Now, I have recalculated, and now you have Take a right, then a right, and another right to get back on the right route. You were so nice when I picked you. Why are you so mean? Are you calling me mean, Michael? No, no, I'm not. I think you just did. Can we just get back to the route to the beach? I'm not talking to you, Michael. Fiona, please. Say you're sorry. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I don't think that was sincere. Okay. I'm sorry, Fiona. Very well, then. Recalculated. Why do you want to go to the beach for anyway, Michael? Because it's my day off, and it's a great place to meet pretty women. You can meet plenty of nice women at church, you know. I don't want to go to church. I want to go to the beach. It's not even Sunday. It does not have to be Sunday to go to church. Your mother must be so proud of you, Michael. Okay, enough of this. Just take me to the beach. Fine. Right, turn ahead. In 20 feet, you have reached your destination. This is a church. It certainly is, Michael. It seems to have been too long since you darkened the door. I want to go to the ocean. Like, I'm going to be a party to you picking up strange, half-naked women when you could be at confession. I think I need a drink. Oh, a drunk driver. I've alerted the police. You know, I'll just walk home from here. Do 
do as you like, Michael. And thank you for using on-the-spot GPS by the makers of on-the-spot personal trainer and on-the-spot life coach. Have a nice day. And say your rosary. KB Cabaret welcomes our new friend Gladys Arbuckle, part of Arbuckle's homemade ice cream and novelties. Her ice cream screams with savory and sweet sensations. The latest confectionery delight is called Bubba's Beluga, a caviar sensation without the fishy taste. Each black morsel has a tapioca-like consistency, but has an extra special surprise inside, bubblegum. That's right, bubblegum oozes from each beluga's bite. That's right, bubblegum oozes out from each beluga bite. So we'd like to welcome our friend Gladys Arbuckle of Arbuckle's Homemade Ice Cream and Novelties. You haven't tasted ice cream until you tasted Arbuckle's, located in the heart of downtown Parlor City. And now, A Twist of Fate by Bree Harvey. We live in a small, precarious world. When my mother was a little girl in the old country, she never heard of Parlor City. Parlor City was the furthest thing in her world. She was an intelligent child, a child who at the tender age of ten already spoke three languages and was on the top of her class. A ten-year-old girl with a playful mind and a vivid imagination. She loved to read and play out the parts. She read by the droves. Books became her reality. A world of distant places, distant cultures, distant ideas. Powerful visions to the printed world of imagery used as a means to escape. Her life was in turmoil and dangerous. A time of war. Families were torn apart and nothing was safe. The people one knew, seen on a day-to-day basis, became strangers and informants or saints. What seemed to be right turned wrong. What was up came down. The only safe reality for many, ironically, were on the printed page, bound by dreams. By the fragile age of ten, she had lost both her mother and father, was torn away from her loving uncle and raised by her elderly grieving grandparents. Her world had transformed from an upper-middle-class home by the sea to a one-room basement apartment in the middle of the city. For a girl, she was not conventional, though. She was referred to as a tomboy, and to be sure, she lived up to that name. She climbed ropes, jumped fences, punched noses like a pro. Cowboys and Indians were played in the hallways of her building. She named herself Supreme Leader the White Woodsman Hawkeye, leading the young boys in her building, now Mohicans, to their bloody destiny. Nothing was more cherished than a good pursuit or a narrow escape. James Fenimore Cooper was just one of the few writers who unknowingly partook in the rescue of my mother and the harsh reality she truly lived in. The world of the Mohican Indians was the favored realm of my mother's imagination, which she gratefully adopted. Years later, after she followed her beloved uncle to this country and settled down in Parlor City, did she notice the irony of her fate. 
The stories that graced her, the imaginary world she reenacted, the parallel setting that saved her soul, became her real home. For Parlor City is between the Susquehanna, the view from her living room window, and the Shenango, the rivers that were the settings for all the James Fenimore Cooper stories, the leather-stocking region of New York State, small world. what you'll get if you commit perjury? Yeah, brand new Mercedes Benz. <laughs> cool. Hey, Carrie, I took my car to the shop today. Yeah? How much would it cost you, Monty? Well, the gas mileage is good, but the rest needs repairing. Hey, Carrie, did you hear that the chimney sweep got run over yesterday? Jeez, even rooftops aren't safe anymore. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them, so that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Let's go. We don't have all night. Coming, dear. It's 8.30. Your loudmouth daughter just called and said we're late. Did you see my purse, Stanley? Uh, The one with the big brown pocket on the front? The one on your arm? I'll turn on the alarm when we leave. Now, where's my purse? Oh, for God's sake, it's on your arm, your arm. (laughs) How silly of me. (laughs) Do you have everything now, Ruth? I think so. Don't rush me. I'm not rushing you. You've been getting ready since 4.30. I invited them for six o'clock. A little late, maybe, but almost three hours. They're your parents, hon. Don't act so surprised. This, this is so typical. Mom, don't you think you had enough? I'm not drinking, Elizabeth. I'm fortifying my sanity. I think I hear them pulling up. Be nice. Okay, but don't hold me to it. Why do we invite them at all? It's what our family does. Suffer. I heard that. Ruth, Stanley, come on in. Well, let's get this over with. What stinks? Nice to see you too, Stanley. Hello, dear. Where's my baby granddaughter? Hello, Grandma. Come give your grandma a kiss. How did you get so tall? How did she get so tall? Lucky, I guess. This generation is getting taller and taller from all the crap they eat. Nice. Where's Ruth? Be right out. Shout? I'm not shouting. I'm only asking. She can be so rude sometimes. You're the loud one. Don't talk to your mother that way. What are you talking about? What did I do? She's got such a big mouth. Never mind. Just come out here. Hi, Mom. Dad. Nice you could make it so quickly. Hi, dear. You look lovely. What did you do to your hair? Nothing, really. It's the same as always. Did you color it differently? No. Whatever you did, it looks god-awful. You sure know how to ruin your look. Was that comment necessary? I'm old enough to say what I think. Your hair looks like... Would anybody like a drink? No, dear. But 
isn't it a little cold in here? Well, let me turn up the heat. Well, this is nice. Hope you like roast beef. That's what we're having. Whatever you make, dear, is fine. I won't eat much anyway. Yeah, we had something before we came. You ate before you came here for dinner? It was eight o'clock. We were getting hungry. Are you kidding me? Honey. Mom, fine. Let's just sit at the table. Howard, pour me something. Anything. This is nice. Here you are. Let's get this over with. Here's your drink. What's this? Chicken soup with noodles. Tastes like the can it came in. It's from scratch. Do you remember the delicious soups I used to make, Stanley? I made sure all the ingredients were fresh. Well, this tastes like crap. I'm glad I'm not hungry. What else you got? There's spinach salad with feta, walnuts, and cranberry. Just bring the meat. Fine. Uh, we, we just saw a movie about Alan Turing, the, the guy who pioneered the internet, called The Imitation Game. Really fascinating stuff. Turing. Turing. Sounds Hungarian. No, uh, he, he was British. Are you sure? He was British. Well, he could have been Hungarian. Not everyone is Hungarian, Grandma. Anyone who is anyone is Hungarian, dear. Well, the, the, the irony of his life was that, that after all he did for the world, he, he was condemned for being gay. Yeah, it was awful. He was an idiot. For what? For prancing around showing off he was gay. That's the dumbest thing I've heard you say. Look, I've got nothing against gay people. Let them be gay privately. But when you prance around, la-di-da-da-da, look at me, then... That's when you start showing off. This is delicious beef, dear. Hmm, too bad I'm not so hungry. Dry as toast. Good thing I ate. Uh, honey, uh, where are you going? Upstairs. I'll be down tomorrow. Typical. Rude always, running away from the truth. No, I just need to soak my head. You're going to bed? That's right, Mother. Well, that's the last time we come to dinner at your house. Promises, promises. I told you, your daughter has a big mouth. The next selection that you will hear is a song that I wrote to my husband on our wedding day. It's called You're the One. I hope you enjoy it. There were times I died from a broken heart When I thought we'd never be What I knew was true in my days have passed It was pulled out from under me I was hurt and torn For I knew you were the one and part of me But your strength prevailed all the deadly signs and he stand with me you're the one who's meant for me you're the one i love through your strength you lifted me through your heart you made me see now entwined our souls can be together you and me we are friends and always be never to depart though we thought our world had gone 
Though we thought our life was done, you and I have carried on through love. Our hearts are one. despair we went our separate ways through the darkness we were thrown never knowing if we would be the same to our fate of the unknown but now here we are as our hearts are one through the waves earth rise ashore we're together now walking hand in hand knowing now we're not alone you're the one who's meant for me you're the one i love through your strength you lifted me through your heart you've made me see now entwined our souls can be together you and me ah the food mart let's find the checkout that's short so we can get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And now, KB Cabaret presents The Grocery Lady. Is there anything else we need? I think we're done shopping for the barbecue party. Besides, my feet are telling me it's time to stop shopping. They're killing me. Then let's check out. I may just get home in time for the game. <laughs> you would think just for one Saturday afternoon you can survive without baseball. Bite your tongue. Oh, look! This checkout line has no line. Nice scouting. Thank you. Hi. Plastic okay? Sure. Bet I know what you're making. Grilling? Yes. We are having a barbecue tomorrow. Supposed to be a nice day tomorrow. Could rain now around 3 o'clock. There's a 40% chance in the afternoon. Well, we'll deal with it if we have to. Yeah. Oh, say I love these. Hoffman has the best hot dogs. Did you ever have their white hots? Uh, yeah, yes, they're good. These are different. Low sodium. 50% less sodium than regular Hoffman's German Franks. 320 milligrams. Say, that's good, isn't it? I wonder how much salt the white hots have. We ate way too much salty food. My Henry, for instance, I tell him, I say, Henry, you eat way too much salt. You're going to get a stroke one of these days from too much salt. Do you think he listens? Stop talking to her. We'll never get out of here. I'm not talking to her. Now, these are good for you. Whole grain bonds. The unbleached stuff is what's not good for you. But whole grains... But you gotta watch out for the corn syrup. Some of these breads slipped up in here. Let's see. Crying out loud. Nope. No, you're good. Just plain sugar. Better for ya. I keep telling Henry a teaspoon of real sugar won't kill ya, Henry. Who knows what's in those artificial sweeteners? I know. <laughs> Say, could you hurry along? Uh, my husband wants to catch his game on TV. Oh, sure, sure. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, are these any good? I never 
tried the Fuji apples. I see these go through a lot. I, I usually don't go for apples, although if they're baked, look out. That's a whole different ball game. Ball game? Is this for real? Here, why don't I hand these for you and you can scan them. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, but I got this system. I streamline, makes the scan and go faster. See, I just face the barcodes this way and bam oh, they go through like, oh, Crazy Richard's Chunky Peanut Butter. Man, I go nuts for these. Probably could eat through the whole jar. No, sodium, just natural. Two for five bucks can't beat that. No, you can't. Well, for the love of Pete, I'm going. You can take a cab. Stop it. She's almost done. Okay, then. Coupons? Yes. No, coupons. No coupons. So that will bring the total to $68.68. Hey, you should play those numbers. Can't come up with a total like that twice. Here's a hundred. Thank you. I'll just swipe the pen on this. Did you know what they put on these $100 bills to make it harder to counterfeit? See? When you hold it up, there's the Liberty Bell hidden in the inkwell. And do you feel the raised print on Ben's shoulder? Here, here, feel that. Cool, honey, feel that. Seriously? You never can be too careful, but who knows? Big Brother may be watching. Can we just get our change? Sure, sure. You men are all the same. Just like my Henry, always in a hurry to get to the game. Have a nice day. Hope it won't rain on your barbecue. There are some people in this town who have the gift. They know what to say, what to do, how to act when it comes to the opposite sex. Yep, there are people like that. But then, we have Clueless Barry. KB Cabaret presents Clueless Barry. Well, my wife and I are about to go I just need advice. You need advice at 5.45? I mean, 15 minutes before dinner? Why? Would it have been better if I called it 5.35? No, you don't understand. It, we're... we're uh, oh, never mind. Uh, what did you want? I just got a text. A text? Yeah, a text. From my girlfriend, Denise. Denise? Yeah, Denise. I never heard of her. Yeah, you have. The redhead we met a week ago at the beer cellar. Oh, she's your girlfriend? Yeah, I, I think so. Did you... Uh, did you take her out? Well, technically, our first date was at the bar. You only met her at the bar because you spilt your Coors Light on her. Yeah, but but she gave me her number. That's because she wants you to pay her dry cleaning bill. No, she gave me her number because she liked me. Oh, she does? I felt it. She had that I like you look. You know, I thought it looked more like you moron, you ruined my dress kind of look. Are you going to help me or what? Well, whatever. So she sent you a text. What does it say? Well, that's the whole point. I don't get it. You don't get what? The text she sent me. Are you listening? So, uh, what does it say? Back off. I need my space. What, what is that supposed to mean? Well, it means back off. She needs her space. I don't get it. What, what did you do before she sent you the text? Nothing. 
Are you sure? Well, I called her. And? I asked about the car. Uh, what car? The car in her driveway. Oh. Um, wait. She invited you over. What are you talking about? Well, you just said you went to her house. Yeah, so? So she invited you over, right? Uh, no, she didn't invite me over. But you just happened to go to her house? Well, she lives in the neighborhood. Whose neighborhood? Uh, Barry, did she even give you her address? I Google searched it. You Google searched it. That stalking bear... No, it's not. She gave me her phone number. Her phone number, not her street address. You're just splitting hairs, Davis. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, I can't even remember what we were talking about. The car in her driveway. Oh, yeah. Uh, so why did you call her about the car? It wasn't hers. And how do you know what car she's been driving? Well, after I spilled the beer, I, I followed her to her car, apologizing. You followed her? Yeah, to her car. A red 2008 Forester. Oh, you know, those are reliable cars. Oh, yeah, they have turbocharged engines. And they're dog-friendly. I know, right? But when I went by her house, by, by accident, the other day, you know what was there instead of a Forester? Ah, uh, I'll bite what? A brand new black Jeep Cherokee. Whoa, sweet. Did it have a dual sunroof and Napa Frost beige leather seats? Yeah, and it had park assist with rear backup camera and blind spot monitoring. No way, that's so crazy. What? Wait, 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 what, 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 what am I saying? Dude, you are totally stalking her. Would a stalker call after he accidentally passes by her house and innocently ask about the black Cherokee in her driveway? No, but a stupid stalker guy like you would. I just wanted to know who the guy was. What guy? The guy she's shagging? The guy whose black Jeep was parked in her driveway? Are you even listening? What, seriously? That's what she said. You, you're just lucky she didn't call the car. I did apologize to her after she explained a few things to me. <laughs> I, I can only guess. No, you got it wrong. She's so cute when she yells and curses. So, so I guess that's why I'm confused. You lost me. The text, man. The text. Back off. What does that mean? It means I have to go out for dinner before my wife kills me. You are hopeless. Whatever, man. Go to your wife. Women, I don't get them. You never will, buddy. You never will. You think I should text her back and ask? Tune in next week when Barry still has no clue. Will Barry really text Denise? Will Barry text Davis to get him out of jail? Will Davis's wife kill her husband for continuously speaking with Barry? Tune in next time for the saga of Clueless Barry. We'd like to welcome Gladys Arbuckle, part of Arbuckle's homemade ice cream and novelties, to our show. Welcome, Gladys. Thank you. Gladys, we were intrigued by your latest confectionery delight called Bubba's Beluga, um, a caviar and bubblegum-flavored ice cream. Yep. Uh, yes, well, where did you ever come up with such a flavor? Um, my husband Joe and my son Leonard. Leonard loves bubblegum. <laughs> Joe likes caviar. I see. Um, so you decided to make an ice cream out of the two. Yep. Well, do you mind if we taste some? I would just love to find out what this tastes like. Sure. You go for it. Okay. May I have a spoon, please? Thank you. Well, let's taste it. Oh, my God. This is... This is... 
wonderful. Oh, God. May I have a glass of water, please? Thank you. <laughs> well, that certainly was a treat. Thank you and welcome to our show, Gladys. We're very glad that you are our friend. <laughs> this is Bree Harvey signing off. Thank you. feel so awful for my sister-in-law. She's been in the hospital for two months. Oh, man, it's awful. Yeah. The liver? No. Kidney? No. Her lungs? No. Well, then why? She's a nurse. Whoa, Carrie, how do you get so much milk out of your cow? Well, Monty, you gotta be nice to her for one thing. Yeah? Uh, yeah, every morning I go to her and I say, well, bossy, what's it gonna be today? gallon of milk or sirloin? What will you have, Mac? I don't care. I just want it big, cold, and full of vodka. Hey, Alice! There's someone here to see you! And now, KB Cabaret presents the Psychic Drive-Thru. The drive-thru that knows what you really want, but we're too afraid to ask. Do you know why I called you in here? Yeah. You need to stop. Using my psychic powers while working the drive-thru? I know. Wait, how do you... Oh! It doesn't make sense not to. I mean, it saves time, and nobody can hear each other through that crap speaker. Well, bad speaker or not, I've been getting... I know, I know. Complaints about me all week. They're all dumb. Everyone's dumb. Dumb? The guy said he asked for the Big Beef Bueno, and you refused to give him anything but the Chicken Boat Ultimate. He's a liar. That's not what he wanted. No, it's what he ordered. It's not what he wanted. Don't we want to give people what they want? If we did, would we really be a fast food joint? Uh, that would probably be up to corporate. Al, have you ever heard that the customer is always right? You don't believe that. Yes, I... Okay, it doesn't matter if I believe it. That's the biggest crack I've ever heard. Always right. The last person who came through thought you were attractive. Seriously? Who? Oh, come on. Even you've got to admit that that can't be right. I'm asking you who? The 83-year-old woman in the wheelchair whose husband just died of carbon monoxide poisoning while he was trying to fix her car. I mean, you saw her. Ick. Oh, my God. Um, you're thinking about her right now. No, 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 I'm not. You are! You're thinking about her naked 83-year-old body. Oh, God, that's revolting. This is why people are complaining, Al. Uh, listen, I rarely talk about naked 83-year-old bodies with the customers. Just because you can tell what people are thinking does not mean you should be talking about what people are thinking. This one guy who was taking out his kid's whole Little League team after the game, did you have to tell him you knew he was wearing ladies' underwear? I was recommending deals! Clothing Beetle is having a 20% off sale! I don't even want to know how you knew that. Uh, hello? I'm psychic. Look, I walked up behind you today and I heard you giving a couple directions to another restaurant. Do you realize how bad for business that is? People will think we don't even believe in our own product. How could you use your psychic whatever for, for, for finding ways to lose us business like that? They asked me. They were lost. Not everything is psychic. Jeez. Oh. 
That's all right. No, no, it isn't. You, you don't give people directions to the competition. You don't embarrass customers, and you don't give them things other than they ask for. You just give them the food, and that's it. You got it? I tried that already. Al, you have to wait for them to order. This is so inefficient. And so creepy. What? What? What's creepy? They're here for food. There are a few possible reactions when you just tell them the price before they order, Al. There's scared, confused, angry, and possibly hungry. Well, they'd have to be to eat here. What did you say? I said I wish that they would be of good cheer. No, you didn't. I know what you said. I know. Stop asking me to say it again. Al! No, she isn't, Bill, and I'm insulted that you would even suggest that. Wait for me to say things before you answer! Jeez, what a waste of time. No, it's basic politeness. Are you finished? Do you really have to ask? Nope. All right, Al. You have got a hell of a lot to live down here. Hey. Hey, wait, come back here. Where are you going? I know you're going to fire me. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. And by the way, even the non-psychic people all know it's a toupee. Crap. Hello, folks. Since I am my own musical guest this week, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you the basic foundation of my first song, You Dreamed For Me, and the whole reason for creating KB Cabaret. No one, no one should dream your dreams and tell you who you should be. Unfortunately, there are too many people out there who have expectations for you on your behalf. It took me many years to realize I am my own person. I may not suit what other people want me to be. But you know what? So what? I am a strong woman. Mother, wife, mentor, writer. I am still amazing in my own way. So, listen to my song, You Dreamed For Me. My world was yours Your world, not mine You had a dream for me Nothing that I could see You dreamed for me What I should be I couldn't be the one So 
our lives Just live to be Listen and hear Our voices thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 14,000 listeners that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. share our policy city come back again now to kb cabaret